Hi, it's Andy from the CNC Golf Factory Podcast. Welcome to episode 16. As I was editing this podcast for consumption, realized that about the last 15 minutes of it, there were some technical difficulties, things that I couldn't recognize or see while the recording was happening. Um, it is listenable, but I just want to make you aware that the audio towards the end, it's not your computer, it's not your phone, it is the actual recording. It just sounds a little digitized, if you will. You'll understand when you hear it. Uh, we talked to Kyle Walton, who is the owner and purveyor of the Gimme Golf Club with two locations over in St. Charles and Fenton. And we hope that you enjoy our conversation with Kyle coming up right now on this episode of the CNC Golf Factory Podcast right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome to the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network with Kurt Rowe and Kurt Goss III. Kurt Rowe is the Executive Director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in St. Louis. Spalling, this calls for the old Billy Barule. Kurt Goss III is the head PGA professional at the Country Club of St. Albans. Hi, we're short. <laughs> now, it's time for the only podcast dedicated to St. Louis local golf. Let's get into the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome on in. It's the CNC Golf Factory Podcast right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. I'm Ian Hanselman alongside Kurt Rowe and Kurt Cost third. Gentlemen, we are we are live and in person tonight. We are doing this for the first time ever. We've been doing it virtually, remotely, however you want to say it, for uh, the better part of 2023. And at the very tail end of 2023, we're at a really, 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 really fun spot tonight, and we get to do this in person. Yeah, on location for the first time. We're here in St. Charles at Gimme Golf Club, the clubhouse. Um, we'll, uh, we'll get to talk to Kyle Walton, uh, one of the founders here in a little while, but I know he refers to this as the OG clubhouse. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It is a little different, a little awkward having to sit here and actually look at you guys live, but I know, uh, but it's uh, kind of cool. Goss is freaking me out over there. I don't know why he's just <laughs> bothering me. I love it. I, I think you guys are much better looking in person. So, uh, it's, it's fun to do this uh, as opposed to on the uh, small 13-inch laptop at home watching the family walk by in the kitchen. So. Without question, and hopefully that, you know, doing this together in person, we can kind of read each other a little bit and can, and, and really put together a, a good show. Uh, the focus of tonight's show will be talking about uh, Gimme Golf Club, gimmegolfclub.com. Um, not a sponsor, just here hanging out. Uh, Kyle Walton is a good friend of uh, Kurt and Kurt, and uh, so we said that we'd come out here and do the show and uh, kind of talk about what they're doing a little bit. And uh, so, but what's been going on so far uh, as we wrap up the fall officially today, as, as as it is the first day of winter, it's the shortest day of the year, which means tomorrow is going to get a little bit longer. It's a uh, little bit, just a little bit. Uh, a minute. Don't worry. Don't be trying to book tea times uh, at six p.m. It'll still be dark. no, 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 no. Going to be dark. Going <laughs> to be dark. Um, no, over at uh, St. Albans, uh, weather has been pretty darn good. Uh, we've been. Uh, Wrapping gifts, selling gifts. Let me rephrase that. I've been selling gifts. Uh, the rest of the team's been selling gifts. But uh, Joe the Pro and uh, Brooks Morris, one of our assistants, they have been uh, manning the uh, wrapping station. Um, I like to sell stuff. I don't want to wrap stuff. It doesn't look good. I made Brooks wrap a couple of gifts for my wife today. How'd it go? 
It went very well. He did use the same paper on both gifts. No. I know. I know. But I, I left it alone. I don't even know why we wrapped them because she knows what they are. She picked them out uh, about two weeks ago. But, uh, no, I mean, it's it's plugging away. I know there's some fun stuff at St. Albans right now. Um, we have a outdoor pavilion patio near the range, near the Lewis and Clark halfway house. Yes. Going in, we have yeah. a new cart oh, wow. path. Oh, yeah, new cart path leaving 18 Lewis. It's still a war zone because this will be going on until probably early April. But thanks to the good weather, we uh, are probably a hair bud scheduled to get this done. But I know things will turn, and but whatnot. So it's fun for the members to have uh, something fun and exciting uh, in the near future for them. I know they are all kind of weather nerds, and I was reading something yesterday from Chris Higgins over at the uh, lovely Two Fox. He said that it is – so the, the previous record for no snowflakes in St. Louis was December 23rd. Okay. And we're going to exceed that without question because Sunday is going to be 65 degrees wow. <laughs> on Christmas Eve. You got a uh, full you got a full T-sheet out there on Sunday? It's it's not bad. I mean, it's not packed, I think, probably sure. because it's, no, Christmas, it's Eve. Christmas Eve. <laughs> a lot of people are like myself, have 4 o'clock mass, but we got to get there at 2 so we can get a pew saved for the family. Um, but, yeah, I, I love uh, knowing it's going to be 65 degrees in a packed uh, church on Christmas Eve for two and a half hours and a sweater and a dress shirt just waiting to get home and uh, change into a T-shirt because I'll be sweating up a storm. But it, uh, it's all worth it to be with friends and family during you could just time. Wear, you could just wear the dicky. My <laughs> wife made me throw it out after our first date. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would you wear a dicky on your first date? And I'm not surprised to hear this. I've never owned a dicky. All <laughs> okay, right? thank you. I've never owned a dicky. Golfers don't, where, don't own dickies. I don't even know where you buy them, but if there's a golf company selling them at the show next month in January, I might have to look at them if we can get them embroidered. Boy, can we do the show from down there? Can we, can we tag along? That'd be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Come on down. Can we really? Sure. Can you get us in? Absolutely. We can get you in. No way. What, what days is it? It is, uh, I'm going to kind of look towards my uh, assistant, Paul, here. Yeah, Paul. assistant Paul from St. Albans is here in the house tonight, too. I He's, think it's the 24th and 25th We have a live studio audience. Yeah, it's and, uh, fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Our one our one listener is here live on set. Right. <laughs> I think it's January 24th, 25th, I believe. Um, but, yes, ironically, we can get uh, friends and family in, uh, Andy, because they do allow uh, us a couple non-PGA guests. So wow. we've had members down there before, yeah. You got much going on at the end of January? I don't think so. I have to look. I could pop I, down to Orlando for a couple days. I need to get the hell good, out of Dodge anyway. Good, so. good chance. That good chance. I you know I've been to the show one time. Back in oh my gosh, I think it was 2016. I went one time and I said, you know, I I, I really have no no reason to ever come back here. Um, but uh, I'd, I'd be interested in in going back going back again. You know, it's just not a. I know golf associations who go and they, you know, do go every year. And I went the once, and I'm just like, all right, I, I've I've seen. It. I'm not because I'm not buying a bunch of stuff, right? You know, so it's it was cool. I got to see it. Um, it's big. It was neat. But uh, I hung out more. I think in the Johnny O booth more than anything because I know John. Yeah. So that was kind of neat. I'd always go by there about three o'clock because he had cocktails going. So, um, but uh, yeah, I'd 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 go back and and check it out for a day or two that'd be pretty awesome let's let's talk about that for sure so. absolutely and it is andy it's somewhat sensory uh sensory overload it is uh large and in charge and i know covid there was some uncertainty about what was going to happen it obviously came back it continues to grow to what it used to be um some people said they didn't care if it hung around 
I love it because I do spend a couple days meeting with smaller reps sure. and vendors. I don't meet with my Peter Millar rep, uh, Jake Wall, um, when I'm down there. Jake and I will spend three hours at St. Albans and then grab dinner afterwards. Right. These are 30-minute meetings for me. My Wednesday is already full from 8.30 to 5, 5.30. And then, like Roey said, uh, a lot of these booths have cocktail hours. Um, and actually, Thursday at 5 or 6 o'clock, Jake Owen – will be uh, performing a concert oh, nice. Thursday night. Oh, nice. Yeah, so... Uh, we like concerts. Yeah, so a free <laughs> concert. Um, and uh, But no, it, it's great. Joe, my boss, Joe Schwent, he does a lot of the 4Ts, Golf Genius stuff. Um, what can we look at for the range? I spend Wednesday from start to finish, literally in meetings. And right, a Thursday like is a couple meetings, and then I just start to wander around What's new? What looks cool? Right. What do I think makes sense yeah, for the shop at yeah, St. Albans? Exactly. A guy like you is going out to fill your shop. You're going out to you know place orders and, and do the, and place orders for the year and, and do all the stuff that you need to do. So I'm interested to see that happen in action. Again, probably a one-time thing because I've never been. Oh, but, wow, so yeah. That'd be that'd be kind of a cool thing to do. You know, as we wrap up 2023, you know, this was all certainly new to Kurt and I. Me, and me too. I mean, just seeing how this thing was going to develop. So, And, uh, you know, I think we've I've certainly I've certainly learned a lot. Um, in this first year, and I think we, we probably all have, even though Andy, you've got uh, a little more, you know, experience in, in do, doing this. But uh, you know, I think uh, um, you know, as we go into twenty four and continue this, you know, I'll, I'll use the motto we use in the golf association is, and people ask you, know, how do, you, why are you guys? I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but why are you guys so good at what you do? It's because you got to continually raise the bar. You know what? What did we do? last episode or what can we do better next episode or the next year that we didn't do you know in the year before and that's what we got to look forward to and um you know i think we uh i think we're, we're on a good track so this is exciting out here at Gimme Golf Club in St. Charles, the OG. They have a second location over in Fenton. We'll be talking to Kyle Walton, and our interview with him starts right now. Kyle, what's going on, man? How's it going tonight? I'm doing good, man. Welcome to the Gimme Golf Club. We're very, very happy to be here. Uh, we've been sitting here talking for about the ta- for the past 10 minutes. Uh, I didn't know who you were before you walked in the door. I have heard of the, we, the guys that told me about the Gimme Golf Club and that we were coming out here. And I thought, oh, it's just a guy who kind of started a cool club. And talking about what you've been doing over the past two years, we're going to get to that. But first, I think our listeners want to know the the whole backstory. So let's let's start with your background, where you're from, and how, and just kind of let's start with that. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm from North County originally. Grew up right off of West Force in 270. Uh, sort of grew up playing my golf at Eagle Springs and uh, Old Florissant. Um, sort of grew up as a caddy at Norwood Hills, did some work at Glen Echo, uh, worked at Meadowbrook, sort of kind of was a bit of a golf bum, work to play uh, sort sure. of situation. Um, but yeah, most of my junior golf, and I think the reason why there's a bit of disconnect, me and Kurt have chatted about this too, is uh, I played most of my junior golf in Indiana. So my dad lived in Fort Wayne. I went there in the summers and I played on all of the junior tours and did all my junior golf sort of up there. So I never really played much any tournament golf or any sort of junior golf in the St. Louis area. What kind of stuff were you interested in when you were in high school? Uh, I mean, I played a lot of sports. So I was a three-sport athlete. I played soccer, played basketball, played golf. I went to a small Christian school, North County Christian School. Sure. Um, and uh, did, you know, big fish, little pond situation. Uh, played a lot of sports. And then, uh, yeah, sort of went on to college uh, in Indiana, actually. And uh, played some played for Tri-State University. Um, did a little golfing there, um, and then I actually came back 
to a uh, little small Southern Baptist school called Hannibal LaGrange in Hannibal, Missouri. So small school, small school, small school. Small school, oh. small school, yeah, small school, yeah, for sure. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Let me keep going? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're through college. Yeah. And golf is still just kind of a hobby for you. Absolutely. Um, you graduate college with a degree in? Uh, marketing, basically. Yeah. Business, business, business degree. It was a pretty... Uh, I'm guessing we're the same age. We're, this is this is mid '90s, probably. Uh, I'm, I graduated. Yeah, I was. I was actually. I'm, I'm 42 years old. So okay. this was. I was basically 2000. I think four, basically when okay. I graduated college. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just trying to just trying to give the listeners a, a time frame. Here yeah, yeah, yeah. We're at. Sure, sure, sure. Um, first job. Uh, first job out of school. I worked at a uh, at GNC, uh, and then I and as a <laughs> as a sales guy. Sure. Uh, and then I worked at Hibbit Sports. I know so there's, I a, there's one in Edwardsville. Yeah, still. of course. Yeah, yeah. it's hanging on. Hanging, hanging on. on. And they're, they're going to open a Dick's across the street. Yeah, so we'll yeah. See how right. Well they so do, not but, long, not long. Yeah. yeah. So I was a manager at Hibbit Sports, and then I was actually I worked in a in a chemistry lab in a very odd sort of way for about three years. Okay. Yeah. No, it gets super weird. Yeah. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's let's dig more into this. So then you, you mentioned earlier in our in our little pre-show conversation mm-hmm. that you ended up at Enterprise doing graphic yes. design. Yeah, I was a senior graphic designer at Enterprise. So I was, I was at the chemistry lab. I ended up backdooring my way into some marketing jobs. Uh, I taught myself Photoshop and Illustrator. Sure. Ended up doing graphic design for them. Left there. Went to a product development company where I helped sell uh, like basically body scales and food scales into big box retail. When three person company, we were selling stuff in the Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh, learned a lot there, and then uh, left that job and went to Enterprise and was there for I think five years. I was there for a long time. I actually really enjoyed my time at Enterprise. Listeners, hang on. This, this, I promise <laughs> this gets this, this gets exciting. Yeah, this is super boring. And this is the boring <laughs> stuff. But it, I, I think it's it's it's, a, it's it's interesting to establish that there's a very very strange background getting to where getting to where we're going. Mm-hmm. So. You leave Enterprise. Yeah, so I started doing freelance work while I was at Enterprise. I basically convinced the one of the head marketing guys to start a video department. Okay. I convinced him to spend $35,000 on video equipment, and I had never turned on a camera before. That, that was my question. What is your experience with video yeah. at this point? And none. It's none. Zero. And you said, but buy me the $35,000 camera yeah, so I maybe convinced we can him. do a couple things. Yeah, I convinced him to kind of do some stuff. Had you seen something... Along those lines, that that you're like, I've seen a video like what they're looking for here. I think I can make this happen, or I know somebody who can show me how to use this thing, or I can just kind of figure it out like you trained yourself on Illustrator and Photoshop. Yeah, so I I had started to do some animation, so I'd started to see some things move as opposed to being still on a on a on a screen. Okay, so it started to interest me. Yeah, Um, and so then the narrative and the story stuff started to get super interesting. So I convinced them to start a video department. I made one video there. It went really well. But then what ended up happening is is that Enterprise has a bunch of agencies on retainer. So right. they just made me an idea guy. So I started pitching all the ideas of the videos that I wanted to make, and then I was never making anything. Gotcha. And so, but then I started using the video equipment for freelance because no one else was using it. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Oh, not, yeah. not Mr. Taylor. Thank you, Andy. Yeah, yeah, for Thank, sure. For, for, and Chrissy, yeah. thanks for letting me borrow your uh-huh. stuff for They a were fine while. with it. I was learning. So I, yeah. I, I used it to learn. I... I built up a freelance clientele, and then that's how I was able to kind of pull. The, Were you doing anything with in the golf nothing. realm in in the freelance world? Absolutely not. Well, None. So, 
you you told me what you were doing, but tell me, mm-hmm. tell, tell the listeners what you were doing. Yes, yeah, so I was your... I was working in the agriculture industry, yeah. so I was making videos on cornfields, which uh, are very pretty in their own right. For sure, I was I was in I was in every basically every farm in America. I was there. I was at, I was on site at three a.m. when the when the dairy farmers were up. I mean, honestly, some of the hardest workers in the world. I loved it. It was great, but at some point, I was just sort of sick of making videos about cows. Right. And so I just, I started to kind of pivot a bit. And you pivoted towards? Golf, yeah. Because you had, cause, now were you, still, were you playing much on a regular basis at this point? Yeah, like don't get it twisted. I'm an absolute sicko. Like I play golf. I care about architecture. I am a full-on like golf oh, sicko and have always have architecture been. architecture nerds here yeah, too. I've these. always been a sicko. And so it, I was always playing. But somebody sent me a video and they said, hey, man, this looks like something that you would make. Um, what was the video? It was actually a. It was like a Eric Anders Lang video. It was called Deer Golf. It was sort of like an. It was, it was more of like a heightened kind of concept of like this is why I like golf, not necessarily like about golf swing, right? More on the on the emotive side and like the why you like golf side. And they said this looks like something you'd make, and I, I was like, it does. You're obviously a very creative guy. Did you like being the idea guy, or did you want to be the idea guy and the guy to put it on tape? Well, or. I, yeah. Or the, the zeros. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think the end if the end game was to be an idea guy, then I had to put in the ten thousand hours of actually executing work, and before I sure. could tell people what to do, so I wanted to actually hit record. Okay, so that was sort of where that came from. So we're you're you're pivoting towards golf. Mm-hmm. You hook up with a guy. Yeah, so I I went. I, that, that sounded bad. Yeah, it did. That sounded yeah. really bad. You meet a yeah. guy. You meet a guy in the golf world who has mm-hmm. some followers on Instagram, and he's like, "Hey, tag along with me if you want to do some stuff, mm-hmm. and maybe we can get something yeah, going." Some here. Some would say that well, I hooked up with a guy. That would be what. That's what someone would say, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or you can but, say you hooked up with a guy who knows <laughs> who knows a thing. So yeah, so I uh, I was down at the PGA show. And uh, I met I met a uh, gentleman who uh, his name is Matt Cardis. He actually has a an Instagram channel called Golf in Your State. He kind of has a Mercedes Sprinter van. He's a photographer. He kind of travels the United States taking pictures of golf courses. For the listeners, how do you spell Matt Cardis if they want to look him up? Yeah, M A T T, and then Cardis is C A R D I S. Golf in Your State is the Instagram handle. Um, he's a fantastic guy. Yep. Um, he asked me to do some stuff for him actually while he was quarantining. So he went down to a a little course in Tennessee called Sweetens Cove. And he, he quarantined for about 35 days down there just by himself. The course was closed. And um, he asked me, hey, how, how should I shoot this? So this is 2020. Yeah, 2020. Like yeah. April and May of 2020. Yeah, probably. for sure. And so he's down there sending me footage. I'm editing it for him. He's putting it up on YouTube. And it, it actually went pretty well for him. Yeah. And so he ends up going over to Pinehurst uh, and quarantining kind of around the same time that Riggs was over there for yes. about 100 days. Um, and then he started chatting with some USGA folks, and then they were planning a trophy tour, but they were not going to send the winner out on the trophy tour. So they were just going to, you know, peddle some some simpler humans out there to, for the trophy tour, right? So what is the? Tro- I mean, obviously it's, it's, they're taking the the trophy around to places, but mm-hmm. what does what does it entail? Yeah, so normally it entails David Letterman. You know, it, it entails the the pro the, right. the winner going around and sort of touting the trophy around the United States right. to some Jimmy Fallon, David, you know, all that stuff. Okay. Like that was what it was. But he sort of pitched like, "Hey, like, why don't you let me take this trophy to U.S. Open venues?" I'll play the course. I'll figure out the history of the U.S. Open. Maybe we can set up a few small meetups where some like actual like 
regular people can get the people's trophy sort of in their hands. And it was sort of like an eight video kind of idea. So um, they greenlit it, which was amazing. And this was really one of my first one of my first gigs in the golf space. And that went well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> so we, we, we picked up the trophy at Wingfoot. Okay. Um, we made a video there. Then we went to Pinehurst. Then we went to uh, Oakmont, Aaron Hills, Colorado to Cherry Hills, up to uh, Olympic Club, to Pebble Beach, and then Torrey Pines was where the next year's U.S. Open was going to be, and that's kind of where we dropped off the trophy. So we made eight videos, 25 days. We did all of that in 25 days. Wow. Yeah, it was, a, it was quite a haul. Were you driving or flying around with it? A little bit of both. Like Lexus gave us a – it was sponsored by Lexus, so we had an SUV that was kind of wrapped um, that we took around most of them, but there was a couple legs that we had to fly to. For clarity for the listeners, mm-hmm. let's make sure that none of this stuff is like really for public consumption. It's not on YouTube. It is. Oh, it is on YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah, but it is. But through – USGA. But through like the USGA. Yeah, yeah, if you go to the USGA's channel, you can find the trophy tour. And it's, it's other on places we're going to talk about here yeah, 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 in yeah, just yeah. a minute. Maybe. But, okay. Yeah. So you're so you've been you've been contracted by the USGA to create Correct. this content. Okay, so it is Republicans. Yeah, I thought that those were something. Mm-hmm. My check of. my check came from the United States Golf Association. Wow, mm-hmm. incredible. incredible. Yeah. So you do this tour with the U.S. Open Trophy. Mm-hmm. And and I would say normally there's a production team, but because it was sort of COVID situation, it was my 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 video. Yeah. You know my camera, my drone, my edit. So when people were asking like who made it, it wasn't like a production company. It was like Kyle. So, like, that's what ended up, like, setting wow. me off because then, then the phone started to ring from there. And who else called? Uh, uh, lots of people have called. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've, <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to do multiple, you know, multiple U.S. Opens. Yeah. I'm assuming um, the relationship with the USGA is yeah, continuing. Yeah, Walker Cup, Curtis Cup. Um, I went over to Scotland before, uh, before, the, before the British, uh, before the Open Championship. Um, been able I to saw your badges hanging over here, and I figured you were like a rules guy or something. You were just out there walking around, hanging out with yeah. like, like a guy like Rowie over here, right? Right. Who's you know who's a rules expert? Mm-hmm. Not the case at all. No, not not the case. <laughs> For, fortunate to be inside the ropes and and sort of get a lot of the you know to at least feel a lot of that juice that those players feel. Is is the stuff with the USGA negotiated work at this point where they do, do they even put it up for bid anymore? Do they just kind of say, hey, Kyle? Uh, come on out. Oddly enough, I've actually I actually turned down the work this year, um, and that's a different conversation. But because basically, Gimme Golf Club is sort of requiring a little bit more of sure. my time. And we'll talk um, about that too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. then and then I have two I have two you know great little girls and kiddos at home. And right, I was on the road you know twenty five thirty days straight. And you know I come home and your kids are taller. You kind of have to sort of renegotiate <laughs> things. You know, right. and my wife's been a saint, but yeah, I was gone a lot. So we're trying to. Trying to figure that out, but I still, I, there's still one tournament that I go to every year so far, and that's the Masters. So. And that's my next question. You've been contracted by the Augusta National Golf Club to your cameras are not allowed on the grounds during tournament time, except <laughs> if your name is Kyle Walton. Yeah, so I've been, yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be just a part of that team. Um, you can go to like, there's actually like a link on, you know, Masters.com where they sort of you know highlight um, the photographers that are on the property. So. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, I think I saw it on their Instagram last year that they were you know, having pictures of guys and mm-hmm. and people you know, that were taking pictures for you know taking pictures of fans. Um, and then, so I, I, I I'm a big Rick Shields guy mm-hmm. on YouTube, and I guess I, were you were you there on the Monday following the Masters too? 
taking pictures of, of the guys, of the media members who get to play the course afterwards? No, but he did come into our room and, and, and chat with us. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of wanting to see how everything was breaking down. So. I mean, he's, he's kind of a nerdy guy, you know, about this kind of stuff, like kind of, I think kind of all of us are. Um, <laughs> Very very cool, man. Yeah, the backgrounds the backgrounds incredible. What kind of events do you have going on this year in your in your terms of your of your video stuff? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to focus more content on basically more experiential. Sure. So like this year, Dream Golf hired me to take four guys to Bandon um, and basically play the entire time and make a video about our experience. I've seen other videos like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? Oh my god, is it called like Country Club guy? Or country club experience, or something along those lines. These guys, he, he takes, he draws four random people from around the world. That's interesting. They all enter, hmm. and they get their so like he, the the one at Aaron's Hills was a guy from India, a guy from Africa, a guy was a guy from South Africa, um, a guy from the United States, and and so it, it was four people who had no idea who they were. Hmm. And there's just four random draws. And I wish I could think. I'll, I'll find out what it is and maybe include it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, very, very similar experience. where they And actually, they broke that up into, I think, I want to say four episodes of it. Because otherwise, it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. a mod, it's you're watching a movie for two and a half hours. Sure. So it's just, it's, it's a little more consumable. Mm-hmm. Otherwise. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so some work for Dream Golf. Do a lot of work with brands like Imperial Headwear uh, is a big brand ambassador. They're actually a big a partner of Gimme Golf Club. Um, yeah, so. they're also a big partner of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association, yeah. and I think lots of different public golf. They're great around here too. They're great. Yeah, they Imperial's great. Yeah. yeah, in that in that now almost four year period between mm-hmm. April of 2020 and now December of 2023, three and a half years, you founded, started the thing, the Gimme Golf Club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's up? Where, where, where's the talk about that from the birth? Where, where's the idea? Where'd that come from? Would you, would you see that you liked somewhere? Like I can do that. I can do that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I can do it. Mo better, if you will. Right. Right. I, I mean, I think uh, ultimately, I feel like at the time, um, I felt that there was a bit of a, like there was a bit of issue with sort of public golf. Like I, I felt like at the time, and and I, and I don't want to put like golf now on blast, but like. At the time, I think Golf Now was sort of doing a disservice to a lot of golf courses because they were sort of creating a race to the bottom. But I think since then, they've, you know, they provide a lot of hardware goods. They've done a lot of stuff to sort of fix that, but they were putting out hot deals. Those hot deals were creating a certain price point, and then a lot of courses seemed like they were lowering prices. And then, you know, because guys are like, oh, I played it for $12. Like, why am I getting charged 35 Which created a lot of weird pricing things for a while there. And then courses sort of... I feel like weren't as nice as they had been. And it's like, well, what do you, what do you expect? Like these guys need this money in order to make these courses what they're supposed to be. And so to me, it just felt like an opportunity to sort of flip the model on its head. And most of the marketing that I saw were people going to golf courses and saying that I can bring you people if you just pay me this amount of money. And I said, well, what if I just pay you? What if I just pay the golf course and then I bring you people? And in exchange, I can do what I'm good at, which is build a brand, build a community, and do the things that I that I that I'm good at. Which... So it, it started as playing actual golf courses. Did the Sims come later? Yeah. So like it was, okay. I went, I I pitched this idea to three golf courses. I pitched it to Eagle Springs, I pitched it to Sugar Creek, and I pitched it to Rolling Hills. And what I did was, is I sat down in front of them, and I asked them if I could write them a ten thousand dollar check, 
and it would be worth, uh, I want that to be worth 500 rounds of golf. 500 rounds of golf for $10,000 worth of card. That's $20 a round. If I, spend, if I get more than 500 rounds in your golf course, I will write you a $2,000 bonus check, but it has to cap it that much. They looked at me, the check was on the table, and they said, how many members do you have? And I said, zero. I have no members. And they snatched the check up, and they said, good luck. And one of the courses I won on, and the other two absolutely fleeced me. <laughs> wow. And that's what started the business. And yeah. so I was able to grow members. We were able to get guys in. We were build culture. It was a digital community. We had no physical location. Um, and we were able to sort of play golf, uh, you know, go through these courses and, and sort of build a relationship. I'm a business guy. Mm-hmm. Did you have this? Did you have this thirty grand in cash yourself, or did you did you did you talk a bank into give you a line of credit for this? We sort we actually <laughs> we, we, well I had a little, um, okay. not a lot, and then we we actually crowdsourced a lot of it. So okay. I, I gave away some like OG memberships for a pretty interest, you know, pretty solid price, and yeah. sort of promised to grandfather them in over the years if uh-huh. they got on board now. So I was able to get a lot of people to kind of blindly give me a decent chunk of change and you know and didn't know who I was and just had a website and they they kind of bought in and so um and to this day I owe them everything like they've been fantastic my mind is blown it's just because it's it's awesome (laughs) I mean it's just it's exactly how how these start and how startups start in 2021 and 2022 is you know either go to a bank get a line of credit or crowdsource it and and figure it out and find Finding people that believe in what you believe in and giving it to sell. I mean, and you're obviously you're good at selling it as well because I'm, I'm, I'd like vote for you for Senator right now <laughs> as we're sitting here talking. But, um, man, that's, that's incredible. So you've sold these memberships. You've mm-hmm. got three golf courses online, Eagle Springs, Sugar Creek, and Rolling Hills. Mm-hmm. Great Kyle Williams over in, uh, over in Godfrey. Was, right. was it Kyle at the time? It was. He's not there anymore. And honestly, Kyle is uh, – I, you know, Mike Bober was at Eagle. Yeah. Mike's at Bear Creek now. Um, Sark was at Sugar. And Kyle was at Rolling Hills. And honestly, those three guys, it could not have been better. As uh, I look through your, your catalog of golf courses now, you have, it's like you have about a little bit less than 10, but mm-hmm. maybe pushing pushing 10. Yeah, so we have so 10. You're, you're, is, this, is this your third full year this, then? Yeah, we'll be going into our third, third year. Third, yep. okay. mm-hmm. Yeah, so we went from three courses and no no facility. Yeah. And then we went into winter, and what happens is, is you have 115, 120 members, and then when it gets cold, right, they, they drop off. Um, I had a, a member, num- member number 24, Kenny Riley, who's my business partner. He actually very early on, um, I got I got on board with Kenny really early because he sat that he he asked me to go to dinner, and he said, uh, "Hey, uh, these OG memberships." He's like, "What's going on with these?" I'm like, "Well, I'm trying to crowdsource it." He's like, "What if I bought all 50 memberships right now?" He's like, I'll, I'll buy them and I'll sell them myself. And I was like, no, like I'm not going to give anyone that much leverage on me. Right. But stay close. Like I, I like your attitude. Yeah. And so he got on board very early. And then uh, when the opportunity arose and we started chatting about a facility, he's like, I've always wanted a facility. Um, and so Kenny and his dad and, you know, they, they got involved and we were able to acquire this building that you're in right now. So we bought this building um, in late 20. Um, and then we renovated all through late 20 and then early 2021 in March yeah. when we had, we went, we went from 115 members down to 20. We relaunched in March with this facility, yeah. um, with 20 members basically. And then from there it, it kind of got, it kind of is, is when it really went. How many, how many members you at now? We're at about 430 members. Wow. 
Um, we have 430 members. We have two locations now. We just yeah. opened one in Fenton yeah. as well. Um, and then uh, we have yeah 11 courses. So three courses, no building. One building, six courses. Two buildings, 10 courses. Um, and now we're heading into to into uh you know another year and we we actually just had a couple really good chats with a couple courses today i think one of the actual hosts of the podcast actually wants to ask you a question now i'm just i'm just the producer i love it come on in man (laughs) no this no this is great and this this is actually actually perfect and i'm just trying to think back kyle when you and i really first met Mm -hmm. and i I think you reached out to me yeah um just and uh you know we got to talking and i got you know first time i think we talked and you kind of explained to me what you were trying to do i i I'm sure I didn't tell you this, but I probably walked away thinking, the hell is this guy doing? I mean, this, <laughs> this makes no sense. And, uh, but, uh, you know, now you've, you know, I've, I've been here several times. I've been to this clubhouse. I haven't been to the new one yet, but, you know, I, I think it's great what you've done. I mean, you're, you're a member club of the golf association. Um, you know, your members, your members, you're, you're getting, your members are getting our services that we provide. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that's, that's really cool. You know, we're seeing your golfers on our leaderboards playing in our events and, and all that um so you know it's just it, it's hard to believe it's only been a couple of years i mean it seems like it really seems like you know longer ago but um what's uh what's next for give me golf club i mean what's what's where's this where's this thing well what's uh, the next step yeah so i mean the in the immediate future we have about 1500 square feet in the back of our building that has been leased out by a, a, a bar so we will be opening up a a sort of 10 tap tap house in the back that will be open to the public, which will sort of my, my hope is to give people a chance to sort of experience this club. I mean, our tagline's everyone only like, you know, our goal is always to sort of provide a, a non intimidating, you know, space for someone to sort of be introduced to the game of golf. And so I think that that's a great way that people will sort of uh, be able to do that. Um, so that's, that's like a, f- like first and foremost sort of situation. Like it's, you know, we're, we're not used to being general contractors, so we're trying to get all that sorted. Um, and then we're just looking for more golf courses. Like we've, we've had chats with courses. We've had plenty of no's, you know, we've had plenty of people that maybe don't quite understand what we're doing. Um, anybody that's signed up has not left. Um, our goal is to provide value. Like our members are always going to get value. So like if, if a golf course isn't happy with what we're doing, our business goes away. So, you know, our goal is to continue to provide value to the courses and, and work with them in ways to make sure that they're happy. Um, I've, we, we've had we had five meetings this week with five different people that want to open up a gimme golf club um i don't know that we're quite there yet uh it, that's terrifying truthfully um but but we're we're sort of we're we're starting to have very real conversations with people that have the ability to sort of flip that switch and so we're just doing our best to 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 grow slowly and to to make it you know to make it make sense um the revenue is not quite where we need it to be look in order to you know partner with these courses we give we have to give away a lot of money right so um it's a it's a formula that we've set up that you know they all agree to and we write them checks every single month all of them all 10 in our network and that's if there's six inches of snow on the ground or not right and so that's a that's a whole nother part of the business and i think we're always trying to sort that out and make sure that everybody's happy um and i think that it's really important for us to create an affordable option for golf like i've been having this conversation a lot lately and i think you know, I've said we could double the price of this thing and, and have half the members and be creating the same amount of revenue. But I think we would look a lot like, you know, I, we would look a lot differently than we look right now. 
And I think we, we always want to continue to be an affordable option for everybody because there, you know, there may not be a ton of diversity in golf. I think we all know that that may not be the case, but there's a lot of socioeconomic diversity and there's a lot of people that want to play golf um, and they need an option that, that makes sense for them. So um, we have, you know, members of, you know, Bell Reeve and Westwood and we have guys that are asking me to, you know, not pop their card till next week because they had a medical emergency and they play golf together. And that, to me, that's like, that's what we're trying to do here is, is, is we want everybody from all walks of life to play golf together. And, and, that's, and that's sort of where we're at. Is there anybody else doing this that you know of? I mean, is there anything remotely close to? Yeah, I mean, I think early on I, I wanted to maybe call this thing the Public Country Club, and there is a, a PCC that exists okay. in Minnesota, I believe. Okay. Um, there's nothing new under the sun, right? You go on the Internet, it exists. Um, but they're not, there's, no, there's no brick and mortar, so they, they, have, they have a similar model, but they, they, no, I don't think anyone at this point has you know, an actual brick and mortar. And, and like, I laugh because a lot of people ask a question like that as far as, like, innovation. But, like, I just – I went to Scotland this year, and off the right side of St. Andrews, there's, there's three golf clubs, right? St. Rule Club, St. Andrews Golf Club, New Club, right? These all exist with their own club champions. They exist with their own bars, their own culture, their own community, and they play other public golf courses. This isn't a new idea, yeah. right? This has been around since the 1800s. We're doing what Scotland did. Um, and we're trying to create our own community and culture here and, and, and sort of use our members to point them at public golf and try to make it work. Kyle, that, that's great. And, again, thank you for having us out here um, and getting to learn more about the Gimme Golf Club. Um, first off, that's like the true – your story is the true American dream. <laughs> now, you didn't come here from Scotland <laughs> right, 42 right. years ago but with $3 in your pocket. But um, to take chances, to take risks during a time of uncertainty in early 2020, um, I can tell you as a – PJ professional, I did not think that the golf boom would continue nearly four years, and I, it's crazy to think, someone maybe just made an eagle, by the way, uh, on, uh, on the skins game out there, um, but no, I mean, we're nearly four years into this, you know, I don't know if we still call it the pandemic, but sure. um, I will tell you that I'm very fortunate, um, and it's a crappy way to go about being fortunate, is COVID, but it's been such a boom to our business, the indoor golf business a couple of years ago was $1.5 billion a year, it's now doubled to $3 billion. Um, you obviously are catering to the indoor, the outdoor. I love the fact that you're catering to whether it's a Bell Reeve member that's a member here or the guy that needs you to hold his card for a week because I grew up in South County, you were in North County. I grew up playing $25 public golf courses, Paradise Valley, Sunset Lakes, uh, RIP to Sunset Lakes. I spent seven years of my <laughs> career, high school and college there. Um, but I needed places like that. Mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate. I work at a facility. Um, I've maybe gotten a little bit uh, golf snobbish with some of the places I played as a PJ professor. Same. Um, and you and I can have plenty of stories <laughs> in the future because I would love to talk uh, – architecture absolutely around your uh, little office here uh, i get the chills <laughs> but i mean this this is crazy from what you took up to 120 members you lost nearly 100 as you went into the winter um and here you are a couple of years later you have two properties and you got people asking you to grow and i respect the fact that you're not just jumping into trying to throw another building up and another building up it sounds like you're a pretty intelligent businessman knowing hold on let's let's make sure this all works and makes sense i mean this is such a great business model and you, you talk about golf now. I've been at St. Albans for 10 years, but for four years before that, I ran a public golf course in Waterloo, Illinois. And it uh, was not Ambrier. It was a cheaper golf course, but it was great for my career, great owners, great people. But we had that partnership with golf now, and they had two tee times a day. And we would have some times in the summer, guys got tee times literally, I, this was 13 years ago, for six ninety nine for mm-hmm. the cart. Yeah. And again, you come back, and if you have to, that guy doesn't get that hot deal, a week later you say it's going to be 35 Well, why would I pay 35 It was $7 last week. We're business guys, you know. I mean, if you want things mowed and, and, you know, carts to run. So, I mean, this business model, what you have here on a Thursday night is incredible. And, and I'm just getting chills here in the, your story. And, you know, I follow you, Kyle Walton, on Instagram. Just, you know, the, 
the drone footage, you know, the abandoned <laughs> dunes. Um, you know, we talked to, you asked me about an hour ago, have I been to Sand Valley? That's like the one place uh, I haven't been to uh, yet here in the, in the United States that I want to get to. Um, we talked a little bit of the Lido and future projects with mm-hmm. Tom Um So thanks for getting me uh, all hyped up. I'll be looking at Sand Valley all night tonight when the little one is asleep. I love um, No, so I mean, you said what the, the next step is, but what's maybe the next step from a content uh, not trying to get away from Jimmy Golf for a second, but yeah. what's next for Kyle mm-hmm. um, besides, obviously, the 2024 Masters? Is there a big tournament in 2024 you're excited to or a property that you haven't been to yet? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the first and, f- like, the biggest thing that we have right now is we have something called the Gimme Golf Studio, which is, like, sort of our agency that makes content in the golf space. And we just landed uh, basically all of the content for Imperial Headwear for 2024. So um, there's going to be a few series that comes from that that's going to go onto their YouTube um, there's going to be a couple travel series that are going to come from that. Um, there's some content around Gimme Golf Club that's going to come from that. That's going to be pointed uh, at Gimme, but about him, you know, with Imperial sort of as a sponsor. And so uh, landing that gig was super important because um, I didn't really want to go try to chase it. Like the freelance world can be pretty interesting. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the golf industry has plenty of, of money, but it's small, very few decision makers. So if you do get in, you can sort of navigate some waters and find some gigs. But um, it's always nice to know um, that you have something for a year when you're in the freelance world. Um, so we, you know, we, we like what Imperial's up to. We like uh, the people that are sort of in charge there and um, sort of th- they're at a position right now where they really want to do more. And so we, we kind of uh, jumped at the chance to sort of maybe help dictate that a little bit and, and be, some, be creative. And so I kind of pitched them just a few ideas that I really, really wanted to do, and they just said yes. And so now I have the, basically the, the backing to do that, and you know we'll put, their, we'll put their logo on it and put it on their channel, but I'll still get to make the stuff that I was wanting to make. So that, that's probably the majority of 24, and then I'll probably just start telling stories about this place. I mean, I think, it's, I think we're to a point now where people need to hear about this place. I think what we're doing is different. I think we're, you know, I, and I think we're, we're doing some really cool things here in the Midwest, and uh, I don't need to hire anybody to tell a story. So I think we can start pointing our camera back at us, start telling some member stories, start doing some things around the St. Louis area that are, that are going to be, you know, content-driven and things like that. So and I'm trying to wrap up a handful of projects um, and then point the camera back at Gimme in 2024. That's awesome. Uh, Imperial, what a great partnership for you guys. Uh, Imperial is great headwear, not just trying to give you guys a – give Imperial a plug. <laughs> uh, knowing the uh, previous owner, he was a St. Albans member before he sold the company maybe a year and a half, two years mm-hmm. ago. Um, but the folks at Imperial – uh, they kill it with headwear. I've sold a boatload. Um, I know that you've done a little bit with them, so yeah. that's awesome. Um, I know you'll do uh, great, but that's that's really cool to hear that you're going to be able to point that content um, or focus that content more on your, uh, we'll call it your third child here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's just cool. Um, and to know that you're in our backyard, and I just think at the end of the day, looking at the, you guys in this room, knowing that uh, we put this together back in April, even though... Roy and I have talked about it for, I don't know, four years, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, before COVID. Um, <laughs> and then here we are a couple of days before Christmas, kind of wrapping up uh, the year. And, you know, I mean, Kurt and I are in the same boat. You know, um, this is something fun for us. It's a project. We're not quitting our day jobs because of this podcast. Um, but the four of us. Oh, I, I am. You are? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Well, Congratulations. You're going to be poor. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. Is, is there, is there, cause, because there's zero responsibility with this. Yeah. And that's fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just love the fact that the game of golf, brings all walks of life together right and um i am so thankful to be a part of the game of golf and to meet people like you kyle yeah. um and andy and obviously kurt for years and i got one of my fellow pros from st albans paul over here hanging loose um again it's great friendships i know that paul might say after working with me for six months that uh, it's not always easy peasy i apologize paul thanks for hanging <laughs> in there you've been great to the team um but at the end of the day this sport's very special and um so, again, I, I appreciate what you, Kenny, we've done a little bit of work with yeah. you. Um, 
and uh, Kenny and I were talking earlier. Um, I love it, and I hope you just keep living your American dream, Kyle. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I want to just touch on a couple of things. I mean, you mentioned the you know the the, in, the indoor golf game, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I had a meeting last week with our with my golf genius rep who takes care of our golf genius is our software company that you know that yeah. does all the stuff. And this is a whole new arena even for them. I mean, he was meeting with another somebody else in, in St. Louis about using Golf Genius to, you know, to run, you know, it's another indoor facility. But it's like, it's a whole new, you know, avenue and business model that's opening up a, a bunch of new doors even for a, for a software company yeah. that runs, you know, a tournament software company. So it's, that's just crazy, you know, and, and, and when you just alluded to it, from a billion and a half to now a $3 billion industry, that's a, uh, you know, and you're just, you're expanding on it. Yeah, it's pretty uh, wild. I mean, wild. We, we are able to do a lot. I mean, I, I think one thing that maybe people don't know about Gimme is like we we're pretty much like a full functioning club. So Absolutely. We have a member guest. Right. We have a member. That's member. where I wanted to go next. Uh, I wanted you to yeah. talk a little bit more about you know what your mm -hmm. you know what you got here in the club. Yeah. So we have we have an know. outdoor league that has a point total for the season. We have a club championship. We have uh, indoor league with 140 players currently playing. We have a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night skins game that gets pretty wild in here. Um, and so we're, we're trying our best to provide all the services that like a standard club would provide. We go on two trips a year. Um, we went to Outer Banks and, and uh, Kansas City. We played you know, a couple of Donald Rosses in, in KC and went down to OBX and played some great golf. And, you know, we do a bunch of merchandise. And, you know, it's a turnkey situation for we call them camps, Camp Gimme. Um, we've done four of those now. So we, we're, we're doing our best to sort of provide a service that's above and beyond what the membership costs. You know, the way I view it is, is you know, 125 bucks a month gets you unlimited golf. Uh, at free or for a very small discount, and then you have access to this club, and you have access to sort of all these things that that we, we provide. Like I, I think it's the best deal for golf in the country. Um, I don't even think it's close. Um, but I, I don't know that people really realize exactly what you know what we're doing here. Um, you know, we have we have a we have a Slack channel. Now Slack is like a business productivity app that you yeah. can use. We have 450 members on that thing. We have a T-sheet channel every single day. Hey, I'm playing at 10 o'clock at Eagle, and I got three spots available. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Hey, 8:05 tomorrow. Who wants in? Like 150. You know, out of those 400 guys are on there every single day going to play golf with other members. Like you would never play golf alone if you didn't want to. If you're a right. member of Gimme Golf Club, it's an incredible community. And I, I'm not taking credit for this. Like th th this is a beyond me. I did not do this. I set up the Slack channel to communicate with members. They set up the T-sheet. They are running with it. They are way more generous with their time than even I am. Like, they are unbelievable yeah. members. We have a really, really good membership here um, of guys that just want to play golf and want to meet new people. And so um, that's what we've been doing here. So it's, 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 a, it's a little different. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's a club, but it's, it's not. It's, you know, we use the public courses. We have our own facility. I'm landlocked by four streets. You know, we just don't have a golf course in our backyard. Um, but we try to, you know, patronize our, our network and, and bring business to the public courses. Well, that's, I think that's one of the other great things is it's, it, yes, you have your club, but you know, you got ten other clubs in the area that are benefiting. You know, off of your club. Sure. So it's not. You know, you. It's. You, you don't have any. I don't know how to say this right. You don't have any competition, but yet you're. You know, but you're providing to these other golf courses too. It's just a. That's still a crazy model, Kyle. I don't care how you, how you <laughs> go about it. And it's hard to. It's almost hard to wrap your head around it. It but, is. It is. But it's. It's, uh, it's obviously working. Yeah. So you're trying to understand it, and like, it, like it makes sense on paper, like because you know, as we've all worked or. Um, been members of or grew up at country clubs and understand the, the concept of club, mm -hmm. but just without having the court. And the way you put it is perfect that you're a country club without the golf course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we you know, we, I, I, I grew up playing public golf. Yeah. Um, I, I love it. Uh, and, and I think that, that, you know, like our, our goal has been, again, like in order for something to, to be affordable and to, to create that opportunity, like that's sort of where we have to have to And, and I think where what it really stems from is that the members believe in you because. It, it makes them want to make this a better place for themselves too, and so you, the way that you sell it as the kind of camaraderie that, that that you can have here 
is, and it makes them want to grow. And as you can say, and as you say, there's 150 guys out of, the, out of the 450 members every day going out and beating it around. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, truly. I mean, we have a Friday night skins game that you know we'll get forty or fifty people at over at Baldwin. Um, that's open to the public, yeah. by the way. All you, it's called we call it the potluck. Potluck. Um, everybody should come out there on a Friday night. Like that gets pretty fun. Yeah. Um, we do a bunch of member like we call them community events where we'll play as like a fifty some. Right. So we, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we play. We'll play at like Eagle Springs Par Three. Everyone hits it once, basically. Uh, if you hit the green, you can putt for birdie. If you miss the green, you grab a beer and meet, introduce yourself to someone new. You sit out that hole. We'll play. You know, we kept up with a twosome. Like, we ended up playing a, a nine holes in about an hour and a half. And, yeah. and it's a great time. It's, we do a couple of them a year, and it's just to we, You know, look, I, I've been around golf my whole life. I still think going into a pro shop is one of the most intimidating places in the world. For the most part, I don't understand why, but, like, a lot of people just the, – the customer service piece is usually missed a lot in golf. And so – Typically, it's a very narrow sales funnel where a lot of people come in and they get told exactly what they're not supposed to do. You can't do this. You can't say that. You can't wear this. You can't be there. You can't stand there. And when you come over here, it's a wide sales funnel, and it's a sort of a lawless experience, right? You whack a ball around. You, you, know, you, you yell. You scream. You have a beer. It's in a place where that can happen. And I view, you know, a lot of people get worried about that. I've even had members be like, dude, like, what are we doing? But then if that person takes to the game, Right. He's going to start watching it. He's going to start playing. He's going to start learning about what he's supposed to do. And he's going to sort of work his way to that middle ground where I think a, a wide sales funnel where you're not being told what to do and the answer is yes is going to introduce people to a game that's gonna, that they're going to figure out what it's supposed to be as opposed to the other side of it, which I think is what we've been doing for a really long time, which is, hey, like, don't do that. And then they don't even want to get involved. And so I think the way we're doing it is, again, like we always call it a non-intimidating way. It's like, yeah, dude, you can suck. Like, you're, you don't like, – how good you are at the game of golf does not mean how good you are as a human being. And I think that that's a very interesting thing in the game of golf. A lot of guys associate their self-worth with their golf score. Yeah. And it's, it's a very, very sad, unfortunate thing. I agree. It, yeah. it, the game is so much better than that. It is. It, it really is. And, it, and, it really and, is. and just because someone's good, it just doesn't mean it makes you, doesn't make you a good person. No. And so we, we just, you know, it's the, it's the you know, play, play, uh, play good, play fast, play bad, play faster, right? Like, we want to we we make sure we're moving around, but I, you don't have to be good. Some of the biggest dicks I knew in high school were the good golfers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's facts. Like, we know, we know that. Like, that's right. facts. <laughs> Big jam. Yo, Fig Jam. Everybody know what Fig Jam is? Oh, yeah, I, I do. Repeat it online. <laughs> I, w- I will say, Kyle, I, I think you are you're a part of the least stuffy club in the United States. Without question. Oh, yeah. Hey, Amen. Everybody's <laughs> got their shirt untucked tonight, backwards hats. And I was okay with it. <laughs> I walked in. I, I, I didn't okay know what to do with my phone. What are these even doing They got the sweatpants on. They got the T-shirts. Yeah, guys sitting in the corner with a Creek hat on. I designed that a couple years ago with G4, so I yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. A little bit of everything. A guy like we talked to, a guy like um, named Jerome Harris earlier this year. Okay. He's the one that puts on all of the – he's the founder of Urban Golf of Greater St. Louis. Yeah, he was just in here last week. Yeah. Great guy. Incredible Super story, guy. just like you. I mean, just sit here mesmerized by – by his story and what he's able to do. And so when we, we, I left that interview. I may have said even during the interview, so I'll make sure I say it now. It's guys like you and Jerome that are like actually growing the game of golf. When you talk about the bullshit going on with the PJ <laughs> Tour, we talk about actually growing the game. It's, it's, it's grassroots efforts like what you have done here with Gimme Golf Club. All right, I'd like to do my Frank Cusimano impression. Okay. Kyle, no hedging. Very quickly. All right, favorite golf course anywhere? Favorite golf course that I've played? Played or want to play or just anything? Uh, probably Prairie Dunes. <clears throat> favorite, favorite local golf course? Uh, that's a good ball one. Favorite on-course drink? Uh, uh, beer. Favorite after-golf meal? Uh, after-golf meal? Pizza. Favorite current golf YouTuber? Uh, I watch No Laying Up. I like those guys, too. Mm-hmm. Finally, best restaurant in St. Louis? Best restaurant in St. Louis? Uh, I live in St. Peter's. I love Noto. There you go. It's Kyle Walton. 
He is the founder of the Gimme Golf Club. Find them online at gimmegolfclub.com, where you can find out where you can play golf cheap or for free, and also details about all other different membership levels. Uh, which there's about, looks like there's four different levels mm-hmm. we got going on here. and Or you just call or send Kyle an email, and he'll be more than happy to tell you all about it. Yeah, everybody's first indoor experience is on the house. Call us, set up a tea time. You can come in here for an hour on the house. We'd love for you to see us. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, thanks, welcome. thanks for being here. Yes, thank you, Kyle, and Merry Christmas to your family. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of, it's actually episode 17. Wow. How about that? I know. Well done, guys. Of the CSE Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network.